This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're joined in the studio at the Capitol by Assemblymember Pat Fahey, an Albany area Democrat, who's here to discuss her legislation, which moved through both houses of the state legislature in June and paves the way for the adoption of a school speed zone camera program in the city of Albany. Welcome back to the show, Assemblymember. Thank you. Great to be back. So what is the backstory for this legislation? For example, did you get a request from city or school officials who were concerned about speeding cars in the area? Uh, Yes. Uh, Yes. In fact, it was from city council members, and then they also passed a resolution to encourage us to adopt this because of the problems with speeding, which have, as you know, have only grown since COVID. It started during COVID, and this has been a nationwide problem. Speeding and reckless driving has just gotten worse since COVID. And in terms of logistics, what is allowed by this legislation? Do you prescribe, say, the number of cameras, where they'll be, when they'll be in operation, or or is that left up to the school? We prescribe to a certain extent, and then the rest will be left up to the school districts and working with city council, who will get it once the bill is signed. It will be up to 20 sites or in front of 20 schools. And believe it or not, we have quite a few here when you think of the parochial and the charter schools. So up to 20 sites, and it will be limited to an hour before school starts, an hour after the school day ends, or a half hour when it's a major school activity. So it is very limited, even though we know from the data that these have been extraordinarily successful. As you know, these started about eight or so years ago in New York City, and after a horrific family was was killed uh, in front of a school, and they have met with really tremendous effectiveness. At one point, they've said that the speed cameras in front of schools, it dropped, 72% of crashes had dropped and injuries as well. Well, if someone is caught by a speed camera in the future around one of these school districts, will a fine that they receive be similar to a speeding violation that they might get from a police officer? Or will the fine and ticket be more akin to a parking ticket where you don't necessarily have points on your license or have to go to court? It's akin to a parking ticket mm-hmm. uh, because it is automated and because it is a, a photograph. So it's it's really a supplement to the police work. Clearly, if there's repeated work, I think you can you can see that escalate. But for now, it is a fine. It will not be counted as points on your driver record. But we have found that there's been real effectiveness with this, with just starting with that. And once these have been implemented... Actually, just this year, there was new data out from New York City that said the violations, the amount of violations have actually dropped 30%. So what happens is you initially catch a lot of people. It does change habits, and that's what we're trying to do. We want to change behavior. And right now, there's too much bad behavior with reckless speeding, especially in front of our schools. These cameras, I guess once you've been hit with a few of these tickets, it does help to change behavior. Well, aside from getting a speeding ticket as a result of one of these cameras, are there ways that the municipality or the school districts should be trying to proactively prevent speeding? Will they be, for example, doing some sort of outreach campaign or public awareness so that people know these cameras are there so they don't get uh, surprised maybe the first time around? Absolutely. And if you remember the red light cameras that were done a number of years ago, and we still have some, a sign is posted that warns you a camera is there. 
So those will still be used. There will be a whole public relations campaign around this because the bottom line is it's not a big moneymaker by any stretch. The bottom line is to make our streets safer. I just did an event in Gilderland about slowing down for pedestrians and school buses. And just last year, we passed the sidearm cameras that now you pass the school bus. There will be a photo of that. And that's a $250 fine. That's a massive fine because there were so many problems with people passing school buses that were stopped loading or unloading children. So because of the need to change behavior, we are starting slowly here, but we have seen the effectiveness. We hope it changes behavior. Otherwise, we'll escalate it and add more places and certainly add more fines. If someone gets pulled over by a police officer, it's likely that they're going more than one mile an hour over a speed limit with officers using their discretion to determine when they want to pull someone over and issue a ticket. I imagine there's not that same level of uh, discretion from the cameras. So what speed would someone have to be driving above the speed limit for the camera to be triggered? You know, there will be a review of each picture, right? And where there's doubt, they probably won't issue the fine. But there will be eyes on each of those photos when it shows a, a speeding. What they decide will be up to them. I would assume somebody going one, two, three miles over the speed limit is not, it, it's not a gotcha here. It really is a safety issue. So I think initially they're going to go after the, the worst of the violators. We know in front of all of our schools, we have cones put up. We have crossing guards everywhere in, in front of our schools. I live here in Albany, and just last spring, before school let out this spring, we had a pedestrian, a student, hit in front of Albany High. Whether it was the driver or the student, it doesn't matter. If, if the slower somebody is going, the more likely the child or student will survive. And there's great studies, actually alarming studies, that show speed really kills. So you mentioned that this is not necessarily a, a big moneymaker, but in terms of the revenues and where they go, is this something that gets invested back into, say, the administration of the program, or is there any chance that the, the state coffers might uh, benefit from this money? This doesn't go to the state. It goes to the municipality, and I think initially, at least for now, it is for that public awareness campaign. It's kind of like plastic bags. Mm -hmm. While there now is a five-cent fee on a plastic bag, that money doesn't go back to anyone other than giving out the reusable bags. So it's supposed to help with consumer, in this case, driver education. I think we'll revisit that if there is more money involved. But at this point, it really has been for the success of the program. And because it's cameras, this is pretty high tech, there's a cost. And because we need law enforcement looking at those photos, there's a cost to that as well. Well, in terms of gauging the success or effectiveness of the program, it's my understanding that this is a demonstration program, which would seem to imply that there will be some sort of evaluation of it at some point. Is that written into the law, whether there needs to be some sort of evaluation to continue it, or should we think of this as a temporary installation with the possibility of a more permanent tenure? Yes. In this case, the city of Albany will have to conduct a study, and they have to submit an annual report on the results of these speed cameras. Also this year, a bill was passed for Syracuse to do the exact same thing with their school district. So just as we've seen the effectiveness and, and success in New York City, we want to see if it works in a smaller city and a smaller site too. 
You can never really know how many lives you will be saved, but you can compare to previous data and compare to other speed studies. And we know from a study that the Albany police did a few years ago, between 2018 and 2022, they reported 1,700 speeding incidences and actually 11,000 vehicular accidents. So even if it was a, a small fender bender, we know that if you've ever been in front of any of our schools in the morning, because a lot of parents still drive and don't use the buses, they're pretty dangerous places to be. And we also had, just in the city of Albany, we had 11 motor vehicle accidents that resulted in a fatality. Five of those, five of those 11 were with pedestrians. If we could save one of those, it will help. So both the Syracuse demonstration program as well as the Albany one rely on cameras that will take a picture of the vehicle and not necessarily the driver so that the owner of the vehicle is the one held responsible as opposed to the person who's driving, which may not be the same person. Why does that make sense? Thank you for raising that. That's been a contentious point in the past. Mm -hmm. But that's the only way to do this is to take the photo of the driver's license plate it means you got to watch who you're giving your keys to and who you're letting behind your wheel. So if someone says it was their student, let's say it's a high school student who's speeding to school and, and is allowed to drive to high school, the parent may end up paying that bill. But let's hope that that starts a, a very serious conversation and maybe... It would in my maybe, house. Yes, it would in my house and result in the return of those keys to the parent. But if it's your car and it's your license plate, you as an owner have to take responsibility for who's getting behind the wheel of that car. It's the same if you were renting a car. It's the same with the insurance of a car. So I look at it in a very similar light. The technology at times may show us who's driving that car, but at this point, we really are focused on the license plate. Should municipalities and school districts that want to set up these types of programs, should they need to come to the Capitol to get permission, or should this just be their own birthright, so to speak, to put up cameras? That is a perennial issue on a host of subjects, uh, including sales tax, including motel taxes. We, we face this in a, in a lot of areas. This is new ground with technology, just as we're facing a lot of new ground with artificial intelligence. I think there's an argument to be made why we need the state looking at this in a holistic manner and making sure that there is some validation for adopting these types of policies. Otherwise, you could have one system, one set of rules in Albany, a whole other set of rules in Troy or Schenectady. And this way, there's some coordination at the state level. But yes, I'm sure if you had a city or county legislator sitting here, they would argue this point. But keep in mind, the localities still have a lot of say here because we could not have moved this bill had the Albany City Council not sent a home rule message. So it is the state working in conjunction with the local electeds in the municipality. So without them, this bill could not have moved.
But there are circumstances, though, where state lawmakers and the municipal officials can be at odds with each other, take, say, a a liberal enclave in a red Senate or Assembly district where the state lawmakers might not want to carry that legislation or or vice versa. So why not have the state create that framework that you talked about so that municipalities are all operating under the same rules and then just say to the municipalities, here's the rules if you want to do this. Go ahead. We've done that to some degree. And another bill that just passed relatively recently and and slowly getting adopted in many municipalities. But for example, on that point, we have now enabled any municipality, town, city, village, to adopt a lower speed limit. There used to be a 30-mile-an-hour speed limit in municipalities, so any locality. We've now allowed that that would be dropped. There was a way to waive it with extenuating circumstances, But this now kind of takes the state out of it and says, as long as you can justify why you want to go to 25 miles an hour, you don't need state legislation on it. So there are examples of that, but there are still rules on how you do that. And uh, the city of Albany is looking at that right now on on just going citywide. And we've already seen other municipalities just drop. The city of New York just a couple of years ago, went down to 25 miles an hour. And I think they have a few exceptions. Clearly, any expressways have an exception to that. But they've adopted it. So we've seen it. If you had a local elected here, I'm sure they would give you many more examples of where they would like more of that authority. Uh, So this is a, a perennial fight and argument. And yes, I think at times there's a case that can be made that the locality should have more autonomy. Well, we've been speaking with Assemblymember Pat Fahey. She's an Albany area Democrat. Assemblymember, thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for having me. And let's hope everyone slows down with us, uh, with all the students going back to school today. your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.